Right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of American Scholarship Podcast. I'll be hosting today. This is Gordon. With me, I got Timuchin. How's it going, Timuchin? Pretty good, sir. I've got Jamie with me as well. Jamie, how are you? Not too bad, mate. How's it going? Great. Thank you. And finally, Kazi, how are you? Yeah, I'm Sammy. You know what? Perfect. Thank you very much for asking. So today we're just going to go ahead and break down that Norwich game. I know it feels like forever ago now. Kind of talk a little bit about some other news circling the club and finish off with a preview of tomorrow's cup final game against Chelsea in our favorite city, Istanbul. So we'll get started off with the Norwich game. Uh, 2 p.m. Friday, we got the honor of going first. Kind of hated that it was Friday. Just it didn't feel right. I had to rush home from work and everything to, to go see it. But start off really quickly, followed by Mo Salah, Virgil van Dijk, and Divock Origi in that first half, just complete domination. Uh, second half was a little bit slower. Uh, Puki got his goal, 64th minute, and finished 4-1. Thoughts on the game, guys? We'll start with you, Timuchin. What did you think as a whole of that first game? Uh, I mean, I think you're just going for the score, aren't you? Uh, you got the three points. Um, I mean, they didn't look that pretty. They kind of made it easier on us, but let's face it, they had some chances this was one of those games that i thought we were really clinical especially in the first half and finishing so anything we got you know a hold of we were able to finish it off and score obviously the own goal helped uh whereas they just could not finish i mean it could have been dangerous if they were able to score on one of those chances they got in the first half i'll be honest norwich i thought looked a lot better than i thought they would uh, I mean, that was one of the teams I actually picked to be, like, relegated at the end of the season. I thought they were pretty impressive moving the ball. But, of course, that lack of clinical finishing can hurt them in the long run. But uh, second half, I don't know if it was just an injury to Ellison. Or I don't know. But it's like a typical um, Liverpool where got a bit too comfortable almost with the score. And stop kind of like the extra push. And obviously, when that concentration level goes down, we get scored on. But at the end of the day, aside from the injury to Becker, I thought it was good. I mean, couldn't be more pleased. Take the points. Uh, three goal differential and move on, really. Yeah, I felt, uh, I felt that was sort of surrounded against that the injury. Also, we've sort of seen this before, too. Uh, I believe it was last year against Southampton where we were 3 nothing up at Halftime, he pulled Shakiri off, I think, and they just kind of coasted that three nothing uh, win for the rest of the game. Jamie, how about you? Would you anything that you pulled from that game? Yeah, I mean, um, just like Tabuchin said, a uh, small bit of uh, defensive frailties came came to the the forefront in the second half there. But um, you know, we we took our foot off the gas a wee bit, I'd say. Um, Henderson after the game. Kind of, kind of mentioned, you know, they, the lads could have uh, held the ball a wee bit better and um, and really, really turned the turned the screw on them in the second half, but it didn't happen. And um, I mean, it's it's not every day we um, we blast teams away in the first forty five, but like Timuchin kind of poked at, like Nor Norwich are are gonna are are gonna take points off teams this year. So that, that's good to see them, um, you know, rally and, and get their goal. Like that, that uh, striker, Pookie, got 30 goals last year. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I kind of agree with you, lads, to be honest. I think uh, 
I think it's always difficult with a team who are used to winning. You know, they're used to winning. They are used to, like, you know, turning sides over. You know, for that few you played really well. But I always look at, I, I always look and think, the second half, it just it was just a formality. Liverpool could have stepped on the gas if he wanted to. If that's what it felt like to me, they were just playing in second gear and just went, listen, if a goal scored two, we'll just score two more really quick. And it felt like they could have just do it at any point. But there's no point trying to exert themselves, especially with their, you know, first game of the season and injuries and things like that. So, yeah, it was just, a, you know, not a support for Black. Like, don't get me wrong, they didn't ask me how easy for Liverpool. Um, I think, as I say, it was just nice to see people get minutes and, you know, it was just a formality of a game. Um, you know, I, 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 again, as the lads touched on that, Norwich, decent side. They'll beat Everton this season. No game. <laughs> they'll beat Everton this season. Then, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go down there. And like, I don't know when they played them, like the middle of January or something, and beat them 2-0. And you're like, what's happened here? And they're, a good, they're a good side. They'll, they'll, scare, they'll scare a lot of players, teams. A bit like Bournemouth. They might get beat. They might get whacked by the top sides, but they'll beat all the sides around them. So, yeah, there might be a little team to look out for. Yeah, that was my one of my biggest takeaways was for a newly promoted team to come to Anfield after we just lifted the European Cup and not park the bus and to come out and actually play. I mean, good on them. That was yeah. it was exciting. It ended up uh, we had 15 shots and they had 12. Obviously, the game seemed a little bit more one-sided than that finished off. But, I mean, for for a small team to come like that at us, I mean, it, it was good. It was a good first game to come at. And, and obviously, it put a little bit of stamp on the, the rest of the league and sort of um, gave a little a shout of what's to come from Norwich. So, definitely, definitely enjoyed watching them play. I think they'll be fine, or at least better off than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, uh, obviously, we, we did – Touch on a little bit, but that Allison injury looks like six to eight weeks with a, a pull or torn calf. Uh, how worried are you? I know that you know we just signed Adrian, and that's well, I didn't expect to see him so. Uh, he didn't uh, flat-footed. Thought he was going near post, and Pugi actually went uh, open, open his foot and hit the back post. So. What do you guys feel? Do you think we can handle it for six to eight weeks? It's a good, It's hard, isn't it? Because he's the best. He's the best goalie in the world, which is the first issue. So when you lose the best goalie in the world, it's always going to be difficult. I think Adrian. I think he's a. He hasn't had a pre-season, and then that's the first thing people got to remember. He hasn't had a pre-season. I don't think he probably had what maybe two training sessions with the team. Um, so he probably doesn't even know anything really about it. But the finish was decent, but, you know, the finish is a good finish, to be fair. Um, but I think Adrian's a solid backup. I really do. I, You know, I liked him. I wanted him as the backup anyway. I thought that would be the piece of business that Liverpool done in the summer with Adrian and Selman in your life. Because um, they are very much like for life. <laughs> um, I'm fine with Adrian. I'm, I'm, I'm more fine with Andy Lonergan, to be honest. He's 35 years old. You call Liverpool in the summer and go, can I just come and train and get some fitness? Yeah, of course, mate, come along. You're at Rochdale last season, yeah, and now he's on the bench for the Super Cup final. Might <laughs> get a medal. It's fucking, it's fairy tale. It's brilliant. It's, it's, honestly, I'll be taking, he's probably taking, he's probably walking around the dressing room taking selfies with the players. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I know, I would be. Hey, standing next to Salah, look at me. <laughs> but, uh, no, Adrian's fine. Listen, he's going to be a big miss, don't get me wrong, but, 
listen, as long as it's not Mignolet or Carriot, I think most Liverpool fans are pretty much pure with anyone else, really. So. Definitely agree with you. Anybody else feel differently or uh, a little bit more worried than Kazi seems? Well, did anybody see the clip where he... he uh, I don't know what game it was where Adrian scored that goal for West Ham. Oh, against Everton? The penalty? I, oh. Against Everton? Yeah, the penalty against <laughs> Yep. As, long as, he is up, as long as he isn't up the halfway line, I'm fine with him, mate. <laughs> you know, like he realistically he could be just as as good a shot stopper as Mignolet. He may even be just as terrible as Mignolet. But the good thing is he doesn't come with all the baggage that we have and had <laughs> have had of Mignolet. So you know, it, it's a clean slate and. Um, you know he's a sp- Spanish goalkeeper, so he's he's kind of good with his feet, as as we you know seen that clip where he scored against Everton. <laughs> no, listen, I'm all for it. You know, I'm sad. <laughs> you know what, mate? Like you just explained it there. Oh, we might be as good as Mignolet. Like, do you know the good issue is he's not Mignolet. That's the serious point. He's <laughs> very not much so. And he's I think that's an excellent point, actually, because we just don't. I mean, you got to figure if Mignolet is in goal. I mean, we're used to any time the ball is crossed in, we're like freaking out. Any corner kick, we're worried. I mean, if we are, I would assume his teammates have the same feel. Yeah, uh, so if you're going out, you know, if you're defending a corner and stuff, you're just as insecure as we probably are watching Mignolet to see if he's going to come in the box, come and get the ball or whatever. So I think, and then, you know, some of the gaps he's done over the years, the guy does either like miraculous saves and you're like, wow, how did he do that? Or in the same, how did he do that in a negative tone? Like, how the hell did he do that? And like take the ball in. So uh, I think, you know, like you're saying, it's a clean sheet. Uh, I've, Felt like when it went down, and I mean, obviously, your first reaction is like, oh, shit. But I feel a lot more confident with Adrian in goal compared to Mignolet just because we just don't have that bad history. I'm sure if we go back, I mean, he's, I'm sure, let in some like scary goals too, but hasn't happened to us. We don't have that experience. And I think more importantly, the players who play in front of them don't have that experience with them. And I think that's a huge positive compared to what Migs would bring. I think I couldn't agree more with that, really. I, I think that's spot on. I think the players, I reckon they hate Mignolet. I reckon they hate Carius. There's a rumor coming out about Carius. So I was like, fuck me, don't do that. The thing <laughs> is, Mignolet played two games last season and he's at fault for goals in both games. Yeah. That doesn't be all an end all of the, the situation. Oh, he's a great shot stopper, so he should be. So fucking 70 grand a week. He's Aye, that's his job. It's his fucking job. Like, you know, uh, you know, that milk man, he doesn't have to live a milk well. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 70 grand a week to do the job. He, he played two games last season. Chelsea at home in the League Cup. For me, he's at fault. For the, I think he could do better for not maybe the Hazard goal, but the Emerson. And Ruben Neves' goal at Wolves. He, he's shocking for. Yeah, it's yeah. It's 40 yards out. It's shocking. It's, I'm sorry. You know, it's cold and all that. You're joking, aren't you? I can't remember who scored the first goal for Wolves. He didn't even get off his line for the goal on a one-on-one. He could have got off <laughs> six-yard box. Yeah. Forget it. Right? He's, he's good riddance. And as as Tim just he's hit the nail on the head. Adrian and so is Jamie. He hasn't got the baggage and he's a solid keeper. I think I think Van Dyke would love working with him going, you know what, mate? You need a chance. You know what I mean? I don't want to work with Carrius, he doesn't want to work with Mignolet. Let's get one thing straight, mate. Nice Van Dyke will have more say in who's his defensive partner and who's the goalkeeper. It's, you'd be surprised how much say he probably has, to be honest. 
because players yeah. have a lot of say these days, and the and the manager would also reach out to his best player. Uh, but who's who's going to say no to Van Dyke? You know what I mean? I, I I honestly think that makes like players now they have what more of a say than, than what we think. You know what I mean? We just think oh, it's a manager. Klopp just makes a decision. You don't think that you don't think Van Dyke's went to a. I fancy keeping Lovren. I'm sure he might touch on that. You know, just I fancy it. You know, you, you know, he's you know, it, it's going to be a conversation. You know, he's not going to start Salah out of a position he doesn't want to play. He's yeah. not going to start Salah down the middle if he doesn't want to play down the middle. It's that it's that kind of thing. So he will. What he would have said, I don't reckon he knows. He's not, he's not going to final decision. But I reckon the But who are you, know? you comfortable with? You know that that conversation yeah. must have ha- happened. You know. Yeah, definitely. Like, I reckon he looked and went. Listen, Virgil, I think we're doing this. You know, Mignolet wants to go. We're looking at Adrian, what's your reckon? You know, went, yeah, solid, you know what I mean? Decent enough. I reckon, like, not like, he's not in the meetings and things, discussing contracts, but it's definitely a, a conversation that you have with your best players. 100%. You don't play your best players on a position, and you have a conversation you don't want to play with. It's just one of them things, I think, you know. But, again, touch on what the lad said. It's perfect. Adrian, sound, lads. I don't think we've got nothing to worry about. We've got the best defence in the world. You know what I mean? It's not like we can name saves off our heads what Allison's made. There's only five or six standout saves that really stand out to you. Adrian's only in for six weeks. Six, eight weeks. If it is six, eight weeks, listen, if you're getting into the back end of Christmas in January, then we can have a bit more of an in-depth conversation. But as I say, lads, I think we're absolutely fine, to be honest. Really well, that's do. it. Like the, the life of the goalkeeper, uh, realistically, is a, 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 a double-edged sword. You know, like... like Everybody will remember the horrible mistakes Carius and Mignolet has made, as opposed to you know his opening his uh, his debut penalty save and things like that. Like uh, everybody always remembers the mistakes as opposed to the the great saves when you're a shite keeper. Like so, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it could be it could be a different conversation we're having in in six to eight weeks or whatever. But I I think I think we're sound. I think we're grand. I, I I think the key is guys, and and this for my last thought on it. If he gets a clean sheet tomorrow, mate, he's gonna be flying. Just let him get a clean sheet under his belt. He'll hurt him that well that he conceded against Norwich, right? But if he gets a clean sheet tomorrow, which will go out win two three 0 comfy, he'll fucking walk in that dressing room like he's got the biggest balls in the world. Honestly, you'll think fucking hell, I, you know, because he gets that deserve. I deserve to be here. I belong here. Kind of thing about it is if he gets a clean sheet tomorrow, the quicker he gets one, the better. I think. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Three saves and a clean sheet, he'll be buzzing for sure, and he'll carry yeah, that definitely. in. We'll just and save our... a few pens for us. Get a little <laughs> pen win, that'd be like Yeah, money sound. Uh, and then the last thing from that Norwich game I wanted to touch on was uh, just how well Origi played in that game. Uh, I know that he doesn't, we've talked about it too on this pod, how he, he doesn't really like that left side. He doesn't like coming in off the wing, and it, you could sort of tell from time to time that that he he's not super comfortable out there. But I think that he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he was really pressed for us in the beginning, uh, opening 50 minutes. Obviously, pressed in the goal. Uh, he had a really easy header at the end of the half. Just all around sound. How do you guys feel about him, Tamuchin? We'll start with you. Uh, I think, honestly, I like the fact that he's very aggressive with the ball. I mean, he, I'm assuming he has a green light to do so, but when he, I mean, the guy is a fast dude. He has a lot of like physical abilities that I almost feel like sometimes he doesn't use much. I mean, for his size, he plays like a little dude, uh, but he has the speed. So, I mean, he's aggressive and like taking players on and you got to figure the defenders have to respect the speed and size. 
so he was very effective in that sense. In turn, the only thing I think we lose compared to having Mane in there, and obviously, you know, attacking-wise, we lose some too. But I think his when we're pressing, I feel like sometimes Origi is like either one step behind or one person behind where the pressing up front does not flow as well. Where you saw a couple of times where Novich was trying to pass it out and Origi was not at the person he should be pressuring or was not in their face right away. And I think that's more of like, you know, that's going to come with time. But I mean, like you say, the guy has physical abilities that if he uses them, and he's pretty aggressive on the ball, which is great to see. And defenders do have to respect that. But uh, getting a goal is great. I mean, obviously creating the own goal, even though that was like a tough ball to defend, to be honest with you. The way you put that thing in there, like he zipped it in there at like knee high. That is not an easy ball to defend because even if you try, I mean, even if you don't score an own goal, you know, that's bouncing some weird spot because it's getting at like a coming fast at a weird height. So uh, as a defender, that's hell. I've been there, done that. So I haven't done an own goal, but I've done similar crap. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it was definitely like good to see him out there, like performing, giving hope that, you know, if we have to rest Salah or Mane, because we know Mane can play on Salah's side as well. And that's his natural side, actually. So yeah, it's definitely like encouraging because we do need the depth. And one of our biggest concerns was, you know, you're letting Wilson go. You're not signing anybody. Sturridge is gone. Who's going to fill the spot? So, I mean, kudos to the guy, man. He just shows day in and day out. Obviously, he had those moments. He's Kazi's favorite, you know. But, you know, he had those moments last season. But he's showing that, you know, he's going to keep working hard. He's going to do whatever he can to contribute. And he is right now. Yeah, that was that was a lot of the things that I, I felt and got from the game. I mean, it's just... We talked a lot over the offseason about not picking up a striker and feeling that we needed that depth. But, I mean, Origi had a full offseason with Klopp and the boys. Maybe this is why we didn't sign anybody. Uh, Jamie, how do you feel about it? What did you take from Origi? Do you think that he's he can definitely be the uh, go-to off the bench for us? Absolutely. I mean, you take a look at his uh, his assist for the, the first own goal of the season, first goal of the season, and, like, he he stands up the defender on the wing and and takes him on. Doesn't doesn't hesitate like he he, you know he's got the physical ability like Tamuchin was saying and he's got the balls. You know he's got the balls to take on a player and and get the ball in early. Well, I mean it could have been a bit earlier, but he took on the player and done a little foot roll with the ball and 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 eventually got the ball in and into the danger zone and, and into the mixer and next thing you know it's one nil. So but not only that, like it, his his overall movement as a striker is still there. I I I get the fact that he'll probably have to play out in the wing a few times, which he might not enjoy quite as much, but it, like we've seen for that first goal, he'll do a job. But the movement for his header, like obviously when the ball comes back out from Hendo to Trent Div is looking at Trent and he knows that ball's coming in right where he wants it. And he 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 subtly moves in between the two center backs and just glances the header in. Like it, it he just made it look easy. But his movement off the ball for the goal for for his goal was superb. Yeah, that was 
by far the best goal of the game. Kazi, how do you feel? I know that you you love the Rigi, so we might be here for another 25 minutes, but I'll let you have it. Yeah, I'm going to go make a snack. I'll be back. <laughs> I love if you, hey, you score like that against Everton, follow we can talk all day, but I mean... <laughs> It's, you know what, right, right, I think I think he gets a bad rap sometimes because you forget the player that he's replacing, Marnie. He's probably our most important player in the country. Absolutely. You know, and because he, he starts to press, he wins the ball, he's so unpredictable with the ball. He, he can use his left foot, right. Marnie's, you know, he, he's the most unique player probably in the world. He, and I'm not, like, I always had the argument, like, you know, I'm not comparing Salah and Messi, I'm not. But they're both left-footed, quick, can beat men. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, they're not Messi's on a different planet, of course he is. But I'm saying Manny's so unpredictable. You can't name me a player who likes him in the world. But you can do what he does for the team, works so hard. So I think with the he gets a bad rap because he plays on his side also. I think if Divock was playing on the right hand side, you know, he might get a bit more of a like not forgiveness as such, but a bit more leeway. Um listen, he's a player who's gonna come in and play fourth choice. You know, you get all these you get all these weapons on Twitter going, oh, we should have signed Timo Werner. So play where, mate? Where do you want to play him? Does he play centre-half? Because I, <laughs> I don't think he does. Like, where do, you want to, where do you want to play him, mate? Oh, we can play back up to Firmino. Who are you convincing to play 15 games a season? Because I can't find anyone. You, you can't find anyone. That's why Sturridge is left. Because Sturridge would have said, well, I'm happy playing 15 games a season. Sturridge hasn't played 15 games a season for five years. Yeah. <laughs> and, he st- and he still wants to play more. It's like, I don't understand what you're trying to say. You've got a lad there. He's quick, he's pacey, he's tall, he's strong. All right, yeah. He can, I, I'm the first person to admit, he's got to be better sometimes with his end product. Sometimes you're like, wow, you picked that one. You picked going front post instead of, you know, far post or pulling them back to the edge of the area. But he'll learn that. He's 23, isn't he? 20, I think he's 23. He's a young boy still. I just, I, you know, I think he gets a really bad rap. I thought he played well. I thought his goal was, you know, really good. I, I don't think he can miss. Sense ball is just... It's out of this world, honestly. It's on a plate, isn't it? You can't miss, fella. You, honestly, you you just hit the ball on target. The keeper has to come out because the keeper knows he's rooted otherwise. He has to come out, so you can't miss, you know. And it's, and it's great for Div that he scored again because, you know, he probably didn't want to go through like last season. I think his first goal was Everton, December, you know. And then I think he scored, yeah, he scored against Wolves, a lovely goal against Wolves in the FA Cup. So it's nice for him to score early, mate. And then he feels like he's a part of this team as well. You know what I mean? You don't want him to fucking, you know, Liverpool are playing in six competitions this season. You know, Liverpool don't want to be dragging fucking Salah Mane over to Abu Dhabi and go, by the way, you're playing the night all, all these games, yeah? You want him involved? You need players like that around the squad? So, you know, no, I was more than happy with this performance. I he got his goal as well. So, you know, and I think these, you know, these lads on Twitter and Facebook need to realise that, you know, there's not many better 4 3 strikers in the, in, in the, in the world than Divock And I'm, I'm saying that as a fact. Alright, you can look at Barcelona and things like Liverpool and Barcelona. We haven't got the money like Barcelona. And you just look what City have just done there. Their fourth choice player, probably Leroy Sane, is out for seven months. And they're Good luck to him. him. Exactly, mate. And they're paying them 250000 pounds a week to be out for seven months. So, you know, it's all pieces and toss, mate. But no, Liverpool fans should be more than happy, mate, with Divock Origi. And as I say, we should have checked hard to get off his back sometimes because the player he's replacing is kind of irreplaceable. Yeah, I think that's very well said. I think you touched on all the points. I think my only criticism, sorry, Gordo, my only criticism of of Big Div is, and he kind of went, he kind of went nuts when he scored against Everton. Obviously, ninety third minute, 
But my one big criticism, I want to see him score an absolute banger and celebrate like there's no tomorrow. That's <laughs> my biggest pet you know. Scores the fucking winner in the Champions League. Finally celebrates like at the preseason. Finally, pick him out in the park. Yeah, it's not about him. Like, Pat, get in the crowd. Start kissing yeah, him. I, exactly. Like, but you know what? You know what, Cozzy? The reason why I reckon he doesn't celebrate like that and jump in the crowd is because, do you remember that screenshot where he scored two oh, or three Villa? seasons ago? And he gets kissed. Aye. He gets the kiss against Villa. He, he was like, and it's like the fifth goal and a 6 0 win. It was the goal. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this lads grabbed him and kissed him. I did absolutely dip. planted one on him. <laughs> so get back to ours, big div. Go back to my place. Oh, mate, you scored that goal in the Champions League panel. What kid, every kid, Liverpool fan, has dreamed of. The ever. shirt would be off, mate. I'd be running around. I'd, I'd still be running around. Line the birds up. Each one's getting kissed. Each one's getting the tongue down the throat. Because I've just won it for you. Oh, did we just celebrate? Like, yeah, it's what I fucking do. Get on with it. Like, in the derby, mate, you scored the biggest goal of your ever career in that derby. You pick the ball up because you want to beat them 2 0. You're like, nah, no, one is not enough to beat Everton. I want to beat them 2 0. <laughs> there's 10 seconds left. No, we can get a second. <laughs> oh, what a lad. What a man. <laughs> yeah. If I had scored in the Champions League final, I think uh, Bleach Report Live would have been lucky if my shirt was the only thing to come off. Mate, I would, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have returned on. Literally, if Jürgen popped in his first interview on like in like August and he went, "Where's Dave?" He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> I don't know. I'm serious? If I had got the goal, there there'd been more than one striker on that Champions League final. Uh, oh, mate! I swear to God, I'd be like, Wait, "Where's Where's Dave?" I don't know. Last time I spoke to him, he's in Bangkok somewhere. I haven't spoke to him in a couple of weeks. He's on a bender still. He won't be able to play in the Community Shield because of his uh, his uh, cold medicine is a little too strong. Oh, yeah. He says he shows. He says he only shows up around Christmas anyway, so he said he's going to come back for Christmas. So long. <laughs> what a guy. All right. Well, I think we put the uh, Norwich game to bed, so we'll move well, on. I got a couple uh, quick points, just some things floating around the news today. Uh, I wanted to get you guys' take on it before we move on to the Super Cup preview. So, first and biggest one is obviously Lovren de Roma. Uh, he didn't train. It didn't look like he went with the team to Istanbul. I know that he's really pushing for a move. Do you think it's smart for us to get rid of a center back who's honestly uh, been a pretty decent choice for us, especially if we get an injury? I mean, we don't have – we're not too stacked for options back there. How do you guys feel about Lovren? Uh, the eggs, man, big eggs. Listen, sound player, really is decent, very good actually on his day. He's never played more than six games on the bounce for Liverpool. Uh, really? Never played more than six games on the bounce. Loves to loves to signal. You can Google that lad. Never swear to God, loves to signal. Jesus, that's a six games. That's a stat right there, mate. And he's been there for what four years now, son. I can't Thanks, believe man. that. Never played more than six games on the bounce for the pool. Always has one off. He always loves a little shift there, you know. Fair play, loves calling out. I mean, listen, Liverpool, you're getting the play, you're getting the other. This is what I see on Twitter and Facebook again. Fans moaning about it. Okay, so you're moaning about leaving Love. What if you get an injury? He's the most injury prone player in the world. Correct. Sure, yeah. You, if you said to me you're recouping there enough the same money that you paid for him, third off. You're saying we got the greatest centre half in the world, and that's who, uh, Kivan Hoover. Every time we look at him, mate, he looks like the best player I've ever seen. Absolutely. Never, you know, 
and the kid's seven, oh, but he's only 17. 17, lad. But so, so is Ryan Rooney. And so is Michael Owen. You can say that's the right, fair enough, and, that, and that's a good argument. But if a wave was going to learn, or how he pronounce his name, if a wave was going to learn, I'd rather let him learn next to Virgil van Dijk over Degsy Lovin. Like, you know, I, I'd rather him go, well, I'd rather the kid go in with him. So, or is that what Fabinho's for? You can fill in as a number four. Sorry, as a four, three centre half. And then you can play Eugenie there or someone like that. You can, you know, I think it's I think it's a sad bit of business by the way. I really do. I don't see the big uproar about it. If it was me, I would have kept him. Yes, if it's me, I, it's very fifty-fifty, depending on how many games you can get out of this. Um, you know, out of waiver. So I'm all right with it. As I say, he's the most injury-prone player in the world. The only good side is my Salah's losing his best mate. I hope that doesn't affect him. You know what I mean? I would have kept him forever if Salah was happy. I went, yeah, lads, you're 44. As long as Salah's still playing, you can play. So don't worry about it. But I mean. You know, no, I'm I'm okay with the business to be honest, and it's good money for them as well. Solid. Okay. Yeah, Tamuchin, how about you? Do you have any other points on your own? I don't know. Like I say, I, let's hope you know they feel like those one of those young kids is ready to step into that role. Because once, I mean, it's not like Matip has been the most durable player. Uh, neither has Gomez. Uh, so you're kind of like leaving yourself open for a bad situation and just after this whole Becker thing happened, I thought they would be a lot more careful about, you know, opening up the door for a potential injury causing us havoc. Because, I mean, yes, Fabinho can play back there, but, I mean, he he was serviceable, but, I mean, people make it sound like, you know, oh, he had great games back there. I mean, you're next to Van Dyke and everything is arranged that way where there's like a, you know, midfielder kind of playing as center back. So it's not the same thing. And I think some of his tackles, he still does a midfielder tackle, uh, not a center back tackle. And those are like two different things because you're not the last guy anymore when you're in midfield. I, my biggest fear is, I mean, it is good money. I agree with Dave in terms of business wise. Yes, it's good. The thing I'm worried about is we sit right now, you look at that Norwich game, right? The lineup goes out there. You look at the bench and you're like, man, look at the squad now. We have a deep squad. Look at all these options on the bench, right? And some guys couldn't even make the roster. Well, it's only been a freaking week. We, the, Our goalie got injured, which is like a freak injury, but, you know, yeah. most of yeah. these things are. And you're kind of like moving this guy, that guy, loaning that guy. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about like Canton a little bit. Uh, so you move we'll on before you know it. And two, three injuries later, I'm just afraid we're going to sit here in three week, three months, look at the lineup, look at the bench and be like, man, what the hell happened to the deep squad? And that's what I'm worried about. Is it really worth 15 million to take the risk of putting a 17 year old to stand, you know, to start against United in a Premier League game? Um, I think that's a strong argument, but then, then again, Trent started at seventeen. Away to United, it was excellent. Yeah. But the other part, the other part is as well, though, and I and I completely get your point. It's a, and that's the only argument that any Liverpool fan can kind of have really the point you bring up is that we need a pack of these kids. We say we have got great kids, but we're hard enough. We need a pack eventually. Daisy Lovren might not want to be forced to Liverpool. That's the other part. He might go fucking hell. I fancy Romeo, you know. I fancy that. I don't want to be four choice. I'm not getting a game. You know, that's the, you know, and then you can say, okay, yeah, well, well, you're staying. And well, then he can cause murder in your dressing room and cause, you know, he, he seems like one of those, like, bubbly kind of characters. Like, you know, I'm not saying he's a fucking, you know, he's not going to come in and cause murder. Like, I'm just saying he could come in and disrupt your dressing room. You don't know. 
I'm just, just, Sacco. There's a perfect example. We all rated Sacco. Right? We all thought Sacco was half decent. And then Klopp farms him out because he's not the right he's not the right personality. I'm not saying Dex he's not. I'm just saying is that we have these kids that we keep raving about. Well we need to put we need a pack of them. We need a place where he can come in and I Tim, I completely get it. And that's the chance you take, I suppose. That's what the manager's gonna live and die on this season. If Liverpool end up the season socialist, then we're all gonna say we should have signed someone. But if we end up with the Premier League, we're all gonna go, he's a fucking genius. But it's it's what you live and die on, and I suppose just them kind of managerial decisions. This is Jurgen Klopp's biggest ever season he's ever had as a manager. To not sign anyone as the European champions with a team. Let's get it straight, guys. And I think we can probably all agree now that Man City is probably the greatest squad of players ever assembled. Ever. Two squads. Two squads, then, yeah. <laughs> Strong arguments. It's the greatest It's the greatest squad of players ever assembled. And he hasn't bought. If he goes and wins the Premier League, it might be one of the greatest achievements ever in football against them. This team's picked up 198 points in two seasons. So, he's going to live and buy by the decision, but I think I back him. But, Tim, I think it's a strong argument that you bring up, and I haven't really... The only answer I've got for it is that he really fancies Waver. He must look and go, this kid's a Rolls Royce, how many of them in now, really? He's too good for everyone else. Yeah, that's one one article that came out, uh, I believe it was last week, was talking about the, the overlooked fact that the kids, when you bring in decent talent and then put them in week in, week out in training against the likes of Virgil van Dijk for a forward, against the likes of Salah and Mane. I mean, that's probably the reason that Trent and Robertson have become so good because they're, they're playing the world's best talent on the other side of them, you know, five days out of the week. And for these kids, like you, you'd mentioned with the next uh, Virgil van Dijk every day, marching through. I mean, we joke about it all the time. I mean, I could play center back and we'd, we'd get 19 clean sheets a season if I was next to Virgil. So I think that it can only boost them. Oh, speaking of kids and giving them a chance, uh, one of the more promising kids that we have taken on, on uh, summer trips with us the last couple of years is, is Ryan Penn. And uh, he did go on social media and kind of uh, off the club a little bit with a Bible verse. Uh, Jamie, what do you take from that? Well, uh, listen, as a as a, a proud Irishman, I try not to talk too much about Rangers. But um, <laughs> the, the fact is, the boys at, at Rangers are probably licking their lips right now because the, the likelihood is they're going to have a talent on their hands. Um, obviously, uh, the, the Bible verse, he, he kind of... He kind of went for um, like talking about uh, his teachers and things like that. Like that's basically what it translates into, like uh, per per teachers and whatever. But um, I honestly feel that uh, if he's going to come out and say something like that, like uh, your wee lad Camacho did as well, then you know hit the sidelines, mate. Yeah, I think it's I think it's difficult, boys, because. I think we've got to look at the bigger picture here as well, where we're going. So Liverpool don't give these young players a chance. I said this on another podcast. Liverpool don't give them a chance. When they want to go and sign a young player, the young players want to go, right there, you are Brewster. You are Quaver. They never played. So why would I want to go to you now? But you promised me game time, but I might not get me game time. Because you've got these players and they're not getting game time. So Liverpool have to give these young players a chance so they can actually sit down with the next big thing and go, but we used to play 15 games in 18. And Waver was 17 and he played 9. 
and then he kicked on to 24, and then he kicked on to whatever. It's that kind of thing as well. You know, Liverpool, I think we're in a great spot. I understand the injury crisis, but that can happen to any team. Apart from City, it can happen to any team in the world and they'll suffer. I just think, I, I, I think what, what Degsy offers, and the, you know, you can say about the money, and Liverpool's not desperate for money, of course. But it's probably not the best part of an underground a week as well, which is big money for Liverpool. That's it. That's it's huge. That's yeah. more than the transfer fee, I think. So, you know what I mean? Let me, you, let, me, let me put it to you this way. How, so the 15 million we are going to get from Roma for Lovren, if the transfer window was still open, name me one centre-back you could get for 15 million that you could kind of say, oh, well, he, he'll, do, he'll do Lovren's fourth choice, you know? It's, 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 I don't know. I, difficult that, but I, I kind of agree with you. And, but, but they're going to want, if you're four three players, you're going to want 100 grand a week because they're not doing anything. They're going to sit there and go, that's what's, that's what's happening in the city right now. They, so they're playing players who are going to play 10 games a season, 300 grand a week. Because yeah. they're like, so that's why they're happy staying there. Otherwise, that's how you can afford to assemble a squad like that Liverpool are in that rich position, unfortunately. What I don't get is just that for us as fans, don't forget where we come from under Jurgen Klopp. We've got to trust, trust every decision he's made. He hasn't got a transfer wrong. You can name a couple with Karius maybe in Gruwich. Gruwich looks like he still could come off as a good signer. He hasn't really got a transfer wrong and he hasn't really got a sale wrong. But he shouldn't have sold him. So I just think he's just got a batter, man. I think after last season, he deserves every kind of backing that Liverpool can offer him. That, and I, I think, think I think Kent's the lowest in the pecking order of our current crop of youths. Is my thing with Kent, right? Why didn't no one want him? So, so why didn't Burnley want him? Yeah. Why didn't Norwich want him? We Sheffield United signed one player or two players. Why didn't Sheffield United want him in the These are young. These are lower than Premier League players. Why didn't he want him? <laughs> That, that, that's another question, lads, right? Is he, the, you know, he's great in Scotland, right? The, the best team in Scotland just got knocked out today at the Champions League against CFR. <laughs> <laughs> he's the yep. name of the country. Right. I'm amazed. I thought it was a slang name for a woman's private parts, which I'm not going to say on here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think Chance knows that he is the lowest on the pecking list, and that's probably where the frustration comes from. I mean, he's not a 17-year-old kid. What is he, 22, somewhere on there, right? right. So yeah. I think he is realizing that his time is passing. He's probably more frustrated that, like David is saying, nobody really wanted him or went after him like they went after Wilson. So yeah. I'm assuming that's where some of his frustration is coming from and the fact that he knows he is way back in the pecking order. And but, how many, I mean, League Cup at best is when he's going to get his chances if he gets those chances. No chance. No chance. He won't get the League Cup. He wouldn't get the League Cup. That's what Chamberlain's probably looking at now. Chamberlain's yeah. looking at the third round going, that's my start. That's my first start of the season, that, that game. And that's what it's going to be, for. unfortunately. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool have moved on. But if I said to you lads at the start of the season, sorry, at the, at the end of last season, by the way, Moreno, Mignolet, Lovren would never play another game for Liverpool on our defence. You'll all be raving. Raving. It's just because you haven't signed any backups. That's the problem. It, listen, it's good business. The Kent situation, he, my pro, has he improved in the last two years? Has Probably not. Off? Probably you not. Know, I, I love Steven Gerrard, don't get me wrong, but if Steven Gerrard leaves up his boots in that league, he'll get 20 a season. 
<laughs> and there's no disrespect to the Scottish. It really isn't because 25 years ago it was a wonderful league and you had top players in it. But let's get let's let's be really. It's the, the the Celtic and Rangers mates would not stay in the Premier League. They'd get relegated and comfortably relegated in the Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the kind of level you're looking at. As again, if Norwich and Sheffield United and them kind of play teams, I don't want to take a punt on Ryan Kent. That says more. That says more than him still being at Liverpool. And I think we all have seen, in terms of, like, if this came from Wilson, I think he would get more support from the fans in terms of, yeah, why doesn't he get an opportunity? I don't think Kent is getting as much support, because really, even in the preseason, I don't think I've seen enough to say, yeah, why is this kid playing more? I mean, you kind of had that a bit more with Wilson, uh, but kind of, I think it's an ideal situation where he can kind of prove himself in the Premier League instead of the Championship. Uh, but really, I don't think Kent is going to get as much support from fans in terms of, yeah, how come this kid never plays? But Wilson kicked on. That's the thing. Wilson kicked on and got 20 goals. So you're going to get, you know, I'm not saying Kent, listen, Kent, I think he got five or six last season. I can't remember. You know, should be at a decent level. But let's be, it's a championship club. The size of the club isn't, but the quality is. So, uh, you know, I understand this frustration. I get it. I mean, for probably in four or five years, he'll be in the MLS. He'll be playing left wing for the Seattle Sounders. I promise you. But it, let's let's take our hearts out of the situation here. I don't think that um, putting a post up on Instagram or Twitter, uh, especially oh, a, a religious post, um, yeah. being derogatory. Like, if he is going to Rangers, a lot of Rangers fans don't want to hear that fucking religious shit either. No. You know? So... There's there's a right way and a wrong way to leave your parent club, and I don't necessarily think he's went about it the right way there. Um, you know, Minule, all due respect to the lad, he he came back, he handled it right last season, total professional, blah blah blah. He came back to Melwood and said goodbye to all the boys. If Kent came back into Melwood tomorrow, he'd get told to leave. Yeah, no, it's 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 right and. As I say, mate, you can go to Rangers and it's fine. And the religious things, mate, and you know, uh, we're not, we can't, we're not really going to go into it. But it's wrong, uh, you know. It is what it is. As I said to you, mate, we'll see where he's at in five years. I might be completely wrong about the lad, but I think the last twenty-three now, or twenty-two, twenty-three, and look at the players who are eighteen, nineteen, twenty around this Liverpool squad, mate, and they're miles ahead, miles ahead. And that kind of says all you need to know. Hey, right, well. Moving on to the Super Cup tomorrow. Well, uh, oh, fucking hell, we've got a cup final tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That. That's number what I'm four, saying. Number four, boys. We're all the way in the week now, so we got to drop back and talk about what the whole pod is supposed to be about. Um, 2 p.m. tomorrow on uh, TNT Central Time. Uh, we got the Super Cup against Chelsea. A couple of uh, a good stats here is the first all-English Super Cup final. Uh, no English team has won it since we have in 2005 when we beat CSK Moscow 3-1. Uh, and it's the first time a non-Spanish team has won it since Bayern beat Chelsea in 2013. Obviously, Frank Lampard has lost his last two Super Cup finals. Yeah. He'll be looking to uh, to finally win one, but uh, didn't look so hot over the weekend. How do you guys feel about this one? Um, I... To be honest, I've never wanted to win a trophy more. <laughs> like, it's not because it's Chelsea. It's because I don't want us to lose two cup finals, the City and Chelsea. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to win one 
to like you got that that monkey off your back. You know what I mean? Like oh, you like, you've got one in the you know in the kitty. It's not you know, it's not one of the major trophies, of course. It is Chelsea, uh, but to be honest, European managers that really do count it. I remember Hulier used to count it. He used to go, he used to count the Super Cup. He used to go now on the Super Cup, and so did Rafford at one point. He used to go now, you know. Anytime you'll go like oh, you've won the Champions League and FA Cup, you'll go I've won the Super Cup. So it is something that means something to them. More. It's on our wall. It's on the and wall. All, it's on our wall again. I just think, listen, it, it, it's an interesting nearly because it's one of them games where I want to see changes now because you don't want the lad, you don't want your main your top lads playing two games in what five to six days. I think it's quite lucky that we played the Friday and Chelsea played the Sunday because I think they, I think you know the head scratching's more with Lampard. Really, than uh, Jurgen, but that's where you might see your Mane start. You might see Chamberlain get a game. Um, you might you, you would have seen Kaiser unfortunately, but he's been pulled out into today. So, but you might see these kinds of players getting a game. You might see Matip starting. You know, you might see. I don't be surprised if this four or five changes and try and win it off the bench kind of thing. Um, I thought Chelsea were actually unlucky on the weekend. Um, I thought they actually played really well. I thought United just got lucky with their chances. I thought. Pedro played well. Uh, that makes him out look all right on the ball. Tammy Abraham played okay. I expected him to handle him though. Hit the bar, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, it was, it. It, was, it was it was a weird game, wasn't it? It was a you know if you look at, if you if you didn't watch the game, you just looked at the result. You go, well, United just hammered them, but it actually wasn't like that at all. I thought Chelsea played really well, and I think the Foley's walking out. He's probably going. We got away with one there. So I think Chelsea can take some take some hope out of that. I think the biggest thing could happen to Liverpool is that Kante got injured on the weekend and he won't be starting this weekend because it's just, sorry, tomorrow, because I think it's just a, he's probably their best player um, and their most important player. And him not playing tomorrow is massive, massive for Liverpool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think actually that out of the two teams uh, that played on Sunday, I really I think Chelsea's still going to finish over United. It reminded me a lot of our Bayern Munich loss in the Champions League. Uh, they were the better team for 60 minutes. It's just United took advantage of a couple of their defensive lapses and a couple inches to the right and that, on that Abraham shot, and it would have been one nothing inside of 14 minutes. Chelsea, it could have been a totally different game, I feel. Um, but obviously, I, I agree with you with the, the subs being made, uh, especially with really some of their best players being out. I know that they've got Nonagol Conte, Willian is out and Rudiger is still out with an injury. So we've kind of, we've got a little bit of a, there's an affording for us to, to make some changes and, and be okay because it's not going to be Chelsea's first squad. Tamujan, how do you feel about tomorrow? You got anything you're looking forward to or anything you pointed out or noted? I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see what lineup we put out there. I mean, yeah, I was looking forward to seeing actually Keita play, but obviously he's sent back. Uh, you would think we would see some faces, especially with a game coming up on like you know in like four days after that, or actually three days after that in Southampton. Uh, I don't know. I really think we'll probably. I mean, we might see like Lalana maybe in midfield tomorrow because uh, I know like you know he's a club yeah. favorite in terms of being able to distribute and everything. Uh, I would think we'll see like Matip play. Uh, I want to win this game. I want to win these trophies. I mean, we keep talking about you know, oh well, that one that one wasn't important, and this one is only one game and stuff like that. But before you know it, we keep saying that year after year, and then you're down to just Premier League and Champions League and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with winning those, but you know, if we're talking about like having a deep squad and you know being 
kind of like an all-around club and, you know, like be the force that we were, you know, go back to the glory days, you got to win these trophies. I mean, that's why your success is measured is by what you win. So like Dave says, I just don't want to lose this final again and start the season by losing two finals in like two weeks. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, club personally doesn't have a huge finals record. Kind of finally broke the leg. The community shield, whatever, it's kind of like a semi preseason. So would I want to like would have you know wanted us to win, but this one I really want us to win. So I almost hope that we do put a good lineup out there. Uh Chelsea's defense was really shaky. So I feel like if we start our front three, and I think Mane is gonna start, um, I think we can hopefully maybe put the game away and then get some extra minutes that way to others and rest those guys that way. But I really hope we go with the starting lineup that's meant that's going out there to really win. That when you see the starting eleven, you say, "Oh, we really want to win this one." That's my hope. Mm. Yeah. Jamie, how about you? Anything that you've noted? I was uh, I was kind of hoping Timichin would uh, drop a few Turkish uh, lines in there. You know, it's uh, it's at Inst- <laughs> it, it is at Istanbul. Um, it's obviously not at the Ataturk. It's at um, Besiktas's uh, Vodafone. Vodafone, yeah, that's a brand new stadium. Actually, it's it's pretty neat. It's I think they opened it last year or maybe two years ago. It's pretty darn new. Forty thousand, forty thousand capacity. Like so, you know that there's apparently I heard there's going to be like three or four times as many Liverpool fans as there will be Chelsea fans. <laughs> um, that that shouldn't come as a shock to any of us, uh, but I think um, there's like ten thousand Liverpool fans that are still living there from all five. To be honest, you know, I think I think it's good practice for the squad to get into into a Wednesday night game in Europe or you know Turkey and um, and. Hey, what are you saying, man? Well, it whoa, is whoa, Europe, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. <laughs> and uh, you know it's just good practice because like the Champions League draw is only what two weeks away yeah, so yeah. so I think obviously with Chelsea missing a few of their their starters like Rudiger and um, Hudson-Odoi and Loftus-Cheek they're not going to be playing and you know Willian will probably start on the bench I think it's a, a, a I'm not going to say that the the engraver may as well start carving in Liverpool now, but realistically, we we should be we should be winning this game comfortably. Like we've we've played Chelsea out of the English teams most in Europe. We've played them ten times in Europe, um. So we we know we know how to beat them, and this current crop of Chelsea, you know, with the uh, the transition that Frank Lampard's in, you know, hopefully. Hopefully tomorrow night we'll be um, we'll be singing that Leeds chant. Stop crying, Frank Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it I think it's ours. Number four is ours. Excellent. Any last thoughts before we close out, guys? No, it's just no. Listen, I just like to get one over Frank Lampard. To be honest, more than anything, uh, just Liverpool keep kicking on. I think everyone's got to get behind them. Put them in a fine position. If we sell love them, we sell love them. What they do, you know what I mean? Everyone just back the team, back the manager. We're fine. We're in a great position. You know what I mean? I remember getting beat six one by Stoke. 
Don't worry about it, lads. This is absolutely the, the glory days. Jesus, that was horrible. Revel in it, boys. Steven Gerrard's last game, 6-1 to Stoke. You revel in this, boys. Revel in it. Hell yeah. Timuchin, any last thoughts? No, I just got to keep the Istanbul tradition going, you know, because we won once, we win this trophy, and then this year's Champions League finals in Istanbul again. That one is at the Turk Stadium. Um which are both on the European side of Istanbul, by the way, Jamie. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't going to let me get away with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I say, let's get in the habit of winning trophies, most importantly, and get this Istanbul tradition going. And then we'll be back there in May, hopefully, to pick up number seven. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, I got one for you. Uh, to add on to Timuchin's, uh earlier point about you got to go ahead and you got to get that monkey off your back and, and lift the trophy since we, we lost to, to City earlier. But if you count Community Shields, which I don't, no. there are some people that say that United and Liverpool are now tied for the most decorated teams of English football at 42. So tomorrow could actually be the tiebreaker. I don't personally count Community Shields. I think 17 Community Shields does just, just give me – but uh, – Liverpool could break the tie and become the most decorated English team in the history of the world right now. So there's yeah, something to play for. I'll take that. I'm all right with that then. Actually, you know what? I want to win it more than Madrid now. I want to win it more than Madrid. Fucking win this tomorrow. <laughs> no, why did you say that? We got now I'm all up for it. Now I'm not going to bed tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> we sit there going, fucking beat these monks. God. Come on, Liverpool. <laughs> That's my fault. All right, guys. Well, uh, with that, we'll close out. I appreciate you all for being on, and uh, thanks for sharing your, your insight and points. And like always, uh, like, share, subscribe, and uh, give us some feedback. We're on Facebook. we got Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram every once in a while. So reach out to us uh, and up the reds. You guys have a good night. Let's go, Liverpool. You'll never walk alone, boys. Good night, boys.